What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Project Tech Gaming Podcast, episode 42. I'm your host, Kelvin Rolone, and I'm joined by co-host, Robert Garcia. What's up, bud? Hey, man. I'm, uh, I'm doing okay. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, how was your weekend? Um, I can't really remember what I did this weekend, I'm going to be honest. Um, but there is a ton of uh, stuff that happened today. We got a new Buzz Lightyear movie coming out. Really? You saw that? No. Yeah. There's a trailer there's a trailer out for uh Buzz Lightyear. Oh shit. I didn't see that. And it's, it's so- not taking like place in like Toy Story. It's weird. Wait, so it's just a Buzz Lightyear movie? It's not it doesn't have anything to do with like Woody or anything like that or any other game. Well, it's Buzz Lightyear, it's him, but it's not like he's not in toy form, if that makes any sense. What the fuck? Alright, you lost me. <laughs> what is going it's, on? You gotta watch you have to watch the trailer. It's um Chris Evans is the uh, the actor for oh. Buzz Lightyear, so check out the trailer. You get a chance; it's pretty dope. All right. I think it's cool. I'll take a look. You heard that they're doing. Have you watched um, Dune? I have not seen Dune yet. I want to though. I want to watch that. It looks like just off the bat, just from the trailers, it already looks like it's gonna be one of those that wins like best film of or, or, or best screen screening of the year or something like that like it has like best motion capture or i mean not motion capture like more like you know best cinema or something like that i don't know it just looks like really like a really good movie so far and i've heard good things about it too so if you have hbo um max I, you I, can see it there. yeah i could watch it i so. just haven't had the chance to actually like sit down and watch it but it looks good right. it looks good and now they announced yeah. uh, dune 2 so i have to watch it we have to watch it Dune no. 1 and 2 <laughs> But Rob, let's let's get into the news because there's a lot to talk about and we are crunching in time right now. So let's get into the news, starting with Halo campaign being re-revealed, and it looks pretty pretty good actually. It looks pretty good. So presented as a digital showcase, developers three four three have given us a six minute video of what we can expect from Halo's Infinite campaign. This is the first time we see the campaign in more than a year. I think two years now at this point. Um, since the negative reactions to the initial reveal back in July 2020. Um, so what did you think? Did you watch the showcase? Did you watch the six-minute video? Yeah, it's it's pretty sick. I think they did a great job um, with the, the campaign compared to what it looked like. Um, myself, I'm very interested in the Halo campaigns. It's part of the reason why I like Halo is because I'm really interested in the lore. So I, I'm excited. It got me excited. How about you? Yeah, same. I feel like it definitely did a good job of reeling me in because I'm not a huge Halo story campaign guy. Um, right. But I definitely think it looks better than what we saw back in, what, July 2020. Um, obviously, like the textures have been improved. The character models look like they've been improved. Um, it just feels like it's a, a Halo game, but with a wide, like, like a, a bigger scope in traversing like the land and like the environments, which is cool. Um, it doesn't feel like it's like a linear story campaign anymore. It has like this wide range of like places that you can kind of take a look at and um, explore and stuff like that. So that's the cool part about it. And there's, I think there's missions in the story as well. Like it, it kind of feels like an open world game, but it's not necessarily an open world game. Um, and right. I, there's like side quests you can go on to like do like kill this camp, enemy camp or something like that. You have a choice to do that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I also noticed that they have like these mini bosses sort of i don't know if they've had that in previous halo games where they have like these enemies that kind of seem like mini bosses and they have like the the health bar above them i'm not sure if that was a thing back in halo or not but 
I noticed that, and I thought that was pretty cool that they kind of... I don't think they've had bosses in the game, have they? They've had bosses. There's definitely bosses in Halo games. Um, as far as, like, health bars and stuff is concerned, I don't I don't really recall too much of them having health bars. So sure, this sure. is definitely, like, a new thing. Cool. Um, so, uh, But, again, I'm excited for the campaign. I will... I'm more excited about this Halo than I've been for the past few Halo. Like Halo Five, I wasn't really excited for, but this one I'm really, really excited for. What exactly from the showcase did did it get you kind of hyped about? Like, what is it that kind of like got you excited for Halo, at least for this one? Um, the fact that they actually made it look good compared to like the improvement, I guess I would say compared to over the previous last one? year. Yeah, yeah that. To me, you know, the scale, I think, is really what gets me. What about you? Um, A lot of things. I think they, they're, they're kind of really honing in on that, like, those cool tricks that you can do. Like, they've been kind of showing that since day one, where you can kind of do, like, these awesome tricks and use, like, your grappling hook to grab something and then kill somebody. Um, I think in this one, they showed, um, I think it was Chief jumping off his, like, Banshee, and then he threw, like, a rocket launcher at yep, somebody, and he, yeah. he, like, he, like, hijacked it or something like that. It looked like some fucking Titanfall shit. Like, it looked pretty dope. Um, so, I like that kind of thing that they're doing. They're kind of adding that stuff, which is cool. And personally, like, at, before the showcase, I wasn't really interested in the story at all. I was just kind of more of, like, the, like, online, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to stick to that. But this seems more interesting, and it kind of make me made me want to play the campaign a little bit more. Just because of what they showed off of the just the six minutes, right? Like I was a little worried too at first. They haven't showed anything since last year, so I'm like, all right, this game is coming out in a few months. Like, are they gonna show anything? Are they really like a month? Yeah, like what's going like, on? Like a month. Yeah. So I'm happy they showed stuff. So that's exciting. Rob, let's talk about news number two here, though. Um, so they have a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy reviews are up. So let's do some some roundups here. Um, I'm just going to throw off some of the names here from some of these popular websites here. So the game came out Octo- October 26th, um, and it was met with like surprisingly positive reviews. So PC Gamer, 70 out of 100. IGN, 8. Uh, Games Radar, 4 out of 5. Game Informer, 8 out of 5. Or 8.5. GameSpot, uh, 7. Destructoid, 6.5. Um, and Windows Central, 4.5 out of 5. So overall decent reviews right nothing nothing too crazy but not at least for me what i was expecting what about you yeah no i i really kind of like had i was thinking like it's gonna be kind of like an avengers kind of thing where like it wasn't like it was good but like wasn't great it seems like to me that this is going on to be more like great it's better than i expected it to to perform i again i thought it was gonna be more of like six seven but i'm seeing like eights and four point fives and stuff like again not perfect but what i keep reading is that it's a fun time and the characters are joking basically 24 7 and keeping the the dialogue is keeping you laughing so uh i'm actually i wasn't really interested to play it when it when it was first revealed uh because i don't really play marvel games minus like spider-man and I, i saw the reviews and i was like oh I'm kind of want to play this now, so. Yeah, I'm. I was surprised as well. I mean, these are the people that Square Enix, right? Um, uh, Edios Montreal, people that made this game, and it just feels like it's 
I was a little skeptical at first, right? But then mm-hmm. seeing people, everyone was, yeah. And then seeing people's reviews, and I'm like, oh, okay. So um, I think what people are really complaining about more so is the gameplay, which could be a little bit better, and it kind of feels like, I guess, Avengers sort of in, in that aspect. But what really separates this game from Avengers is the fact that it's more story driven, it's more story centric, right? Which is what, yeah. Whereas uh, uh, Avengers is not, right? So this is what kind of people want. What what people wanted Avengers to be and we kind of got that and we kind of are scratching that itch now with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy which is nice so I hear that there's a ton of bugs in this game really that's why a lot of people that's why a lot of people scored it down is because there's a lot there's a ton of bugs that uh, for example you need Gamora to like slice something with her sword to open a path and she's like nowhere to be found and you have to restart the checkpoint (laughs) she's dipped she's gone yeah but like it's like things like that that hamper the experience of the game. So I think if they did fix the bugs, which I'm sure they will in time with the updates and stuff like that, because sure. the game just came out. Um, this is this is a good contender for a really good game, you know. And think about part two, right? Like this, if this is doing decently well right now, I'm sure part two will just enhance and improve all of these issues that part one has now. And it could it could very well be a solid game. Um, just uh, just one quote from Game Informer here that I like it says uh, nonstop banter between the mischief super team makes for a surprisingly fun time. So it's a good game. You know, like the people are saying it's a pretty good game. Obviously, it has its flaws, but for the most part, surprisingly good. So I am excited for that. Yeah, I might consider getting this um, probably on sale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to pay the fill 60 for it, but maybe it'll come to Game Pass. Probably not. We'll see. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, speaking of news pa- uh, of uh, Games Pass, which has nothing to do with this, uh, Nintendo Switch expansion pack is a disaster. So we talked about this last episode, right? That was part yeah. of our PTG talks. Um, so basically, on October 25th, at approximately 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Nintendo releases their expansion pack, allowing you to play digital Nintendo 64 classics like Ocarina of Time, Star Fox 64, just to name a few. Um, October 26 happens, and at approximately 9 a.m., Twitter began to explode with people posting input lag issues, uh, huge frame rate drops, uh, button layout issues. Um, and it's safe to say that Nintendo did not make the internet happy at this point. So, especially when you're paying the 50 bucks a year for the service. So, wh- what do you think about this? Like, this is not a surprise, right? I mean, they shit the bed. They were already under flack because it was. For what you're getting for the 50 bucks was not a great deal. Um, and now the fact that it's not even like working well, hmm. it's like Nintendo, you got some real evaluating to do on your service here. Um, yeah, I mean you can't have that, right? It's like you pay 60 bucks for Xbox Live or PlayStation um, Network, and you have like nonstop lag or anything like that, or you can't play the game right. You're gonna be pissed off, right? So. For sure. Ah, Nintendo is, has got to fix that online. I don't know how they're going to fix it. They obviously, fix the latency issues. And again, this is what happens when you have that that cloud. When, when you're downloading games from the cloud or playing them from the cloud, it's not perfected yet. Sure. It's not there. Like, people keep trying, like, with uh, Stadia and, um, what was the other one? Luna. Hmm. The main complaint was, like, the input lag and... Until you fix that input lag, people are not going to adopt the service when it comes to cloud-based gaming. Yeah, the problem is this is Nintendo. So Nintendo has a huge track record of keeping people in that nostalgic feel. So people are still going to buy this. It's just 
you know, depending on who it is, um, it just depends on who it is, honestly. But I, I'm not surprised in the slightest about this, honestly. I think um, I feel like Nintendo just kind of slapped this uh, service together in like six months or something and just called it a day without knowing the, uh, you know, the, the issues going forward from this. Um, have you seen some of the videos though, that people have been posting about like some of the issues they've been having? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it's like the game. The games look like shit too. Like they don't even look like some of the games don't even look as good as like the N sixty four counterparts. Right, right. So it's like, I just wish Nintendo would allow you just buy these games digitally. I, you can do it. Simple I mean, as that. Emulators. Simple as that. Yeah, Netflix style. And they have such a great like. Inf- they have such a great catalog of games. That like why not just like open the floodgates and just be like let everyone download the game they want. For example, like Metroid, the Metroid games. I want to be able to play all the Metroid games so I can get caught up to speed mm-hmm. where I am at Dread. But in order for me to play any of the Metroid games, I have to go either go get a GameCube and hook that up, or go back to the Wii, the the Virtual Console in Wii. Like they're making it so hard to be able to enjoy these games and get people's foot in the door with these games. So I, I just don't get it. 100 percent dude yeah i don't understand what their issue is with making uh decent online service right because i don't i'm not saying it's easy obviously we have no idea how that works but your competitors are doing it just well like i feel like this is something that you can kind of throw a couple dollars to whoever needs to be thrown at and then they can kind of make this work properly right um even like just like it's funny because the service is also the issue but the online the infrastructure for nintendo is what's the main problem i feel like because a lot of people that are trying to play online with nintendo 64 um they're having issues because they really can't like they're having like screen tears uh they're having like warped audio issues they're having laggy gameplay obviously because of the online issues like there's just a lot going on that makes it a mess and it's kind of um it it doesn't help with the amount that you're paying so it's it's pretty unfortunate actually uh, it's not even the amount that you're paying even if you're paying 20 bucks or 30 bucks it's still a shitty it's still it, it doesn't work it doesn't work the way it, you can't have something that doesn't work you right, know right. like you just again to this day just a normal online like if you want to play super smash brothers online it's still like lag you get those still spikes granted it's a lot better than it used to be mm-hmm. but still like this would never happen on any other like pc xbox um on what's the other one playstation you know what i mean like yeah yeah yeah, yeah i hear I, you I, I i think a good way of fixing it kind of an easy fix is do it like almost xbox game pass style like xbox game pass isn't a cloud right it's not like you're, you're downloading the game from uh, from the, the cloud and playing it from there you're actually downloading the physical physical game but it's tied to your subscription Mm-hmm. right so if you don't have the description anymore the game gets uninstalled from your wherever you're, you have right and then just keep the games on rotations so like these are the f- you know three or four intensity four games you can play this week right. right or this this month you get to play mario 64 star fox and legend of zelda at time next month do another rotation put banjo kazooie put donkey and then keep bringing them back just keep putting them in rotation so that way everyone gets a chance to play it and it's stable and you get to you get to win too because you still get your subscriptions that you want. Nintendo hire robber is what's what's basically coming down to because that's a fantastic idea. Um, I want to bring up a point too with you, Kelv. Mm. Is there have been data leakers 
that, and this is a good segue to the next topic. Okay. Is Super Smash Brothers 64 is coming. I heard that, yeah. To Nintendo Online. What do you think of that? I think that's great. I mean, I'm one of those that I'm just, I'm more old, old, news, new type of thing. Like, I don't, I wouldn't really go back and try to play Super Smash Brothers because I have Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and it is obviously the ultimate superior game. So I wouldn't go back and play it, but it's great for those that want to play and that have been playing Super Smash Brothers. There's people till today that still play Super Smash Brothers. Um, and just kind of have a great time. So if they do that, that's great. I don't think they. I don't think it should. They should even do it at this point. If the if you're having all this lag input lag and Super Smash Brothers a fighting game, like you can't have that lag. It's not even gonna work. Yeah, so, I, I, but I don't know if are the, are the people that are playing and having these issues. Are they the ones that are just trying to play the online part of? Nintendo 64, you know, like trying to have like a buddy trying to help them out and stuff like no, that. No, this or is, is just, just from the cloud. Just from the cloud. Just, it's it's just like you're you're playing the regular story, like you're you're playing Locking of Time and you're trying to get to the Fire Temple, and then all of a sudden the game just starts lagging. It's not online. It's that's that's a problem with cloud gaming. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a, not, that's it's a all, huge. It's issue. so reliant on the internet. Yeah, so. I mean, I, although I did hear people who've played. Um, you know the service and they had a great time they had no issues and stuff like that but there are still you know a majority of people are having issues right. so that's unfortunate that's unfortunate um moving on though to the next news great segue rob um i had a terrible segue the last one but uh warner brothers interactive might be making a super smash brothers clone ish sort of um this comes from gamestop warner brothers interactive entertainment the gaming division of the media giant the media giant might be working on a multiverse-themed platform fighter featuring Batman, Gandalf, and other Warner Brother characters duking it out in a Smash Brothers-style fighting game. Over the weekend, a rumor popped up on Reddit regarding a crossover platform fighting game featuring Warner, Warner, Warner Brothers games or characters. Uh, the post said that this game was in development at Mortal Kombat Studios' NetherRealm, but reporter Jeff Grubb said that this is not true. The game is real, but it's not being made by um another realm games uh, that's disappointing yes so um i'm not gonna read the whole leak here but i'm just gonna include some of the stuff that he did the leaker did right um so he wrote that it's like a tag team game um he's not sure if it's like a pick two kind of characters and switch between them or anything like that or if it's like a smash brothers type of theme um, but he does know that some of the characters in the game are gonna be shaggy from scooby-doo gandalf from lord of the rings tom and jerry batman Fred Flintstone, Mad Max, Harry Potter and Ron, and Johnny fucking Bravo. Um, this is so random. What the hell does this do for you, Rob? <laughs> I have no words. Um, <laughs> it's 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 just so random. It's just I guess it's all of what or- Warner Brother owns, but it's just still like Shaggy and Tom and Jay or Shaggy and Gandalf in the same the same game or even bad like it's just it doesn't make sense i mean I, I get, like super smash brothers is all kind of crazy too like it yeah. got sora versus against mario but still like shaggy against fred flintstone like hey man never say never. batman trying to go against fred flintstone like that's just kind of like i feel like people are just like at this point they're trying to be they're trying to dethrone super smash and they're just throwing darts at a freaking board and you're just like you know what whatever sticks whatever sticks whatever 
Johnny Bravo. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking know, dude. I agree, uh, man. I think this is a little weird. Um, but I think it makes sense in a Warner Brothers perspective because they have been dabbling with kind of uh, bringing or involving some of their IP into like like involving all their ips into one project right like space jam for example like that's something that just recently happened right so it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to actually do something like this um will it work i don't know i think everyone like you said is trying to dethrone smash now that smash is kind of um kind of running its course here at the towards the end of its course and obviously this has been probably in the works if this is true for quite some time but it's just funny that how all these games now or all these like um platforming fighters are coming out now you know um but the only thing i'm disappointed in is um if this is true that jeff grubb saying that um another realm studios might not be the one working on this i think that would be a fantastic studio for them to actually like work on this if this was true like that would be dope um but like the people that make mortal Kombat, like justice league or like the justice league and justice games like those games mm-hmm. that'd be sick like yep. that'd be cool if they made it into like a smash brothers kind of like game fucking johnny that bravo like that's insane so that'd be cool but I, I don't know i don't know about this yet i would even take like a mortal Kombat super smash brothers type game that'd be sick they have a huge crowd and like all that stuff but yeah, yeah. i think they're just trying to get be as ridiculous as possible so it's like you you have to like take notice of this game like yeah, you're like it's so insane this roster that like you have to like know about it. You have to try it. Yeah, you know, like so. Again, we I, we have to wait till it actually comes out, right? Again, rumor. Um, but I I, I want this to happen because it's so stupid and ridiculous. You right. Know? Yeah. Same. I mean, I would. I want to see what comes out of this. So. I did skip a little bit of it. So on September 27th, Warner Brothers filed a trademark for the new game. It's called, from what it seems like, Multiverses, which sounds pretty dope. But um, again, we'll have to see. I'm not sure if this is real or not. But if Jeff Grubb says it's real, I, I kind of trust the guy because I've, I've like kind of followed him with leaks and all that stuff. So I think he's you know on point with things. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, last news bit for today. Um, this one's a little quick one. Returnal is getting a much added feature in update 2.0. So basically, uh, Returnal is getting an update 2.0, which is going to include photo mode and the uh, fan requested favorite suspend mode, which will finally allow you to essentially save your progress um, before, you know, you can just save it anywhere you like and then kind of re- resume that spot when you turn off the game, when you cl- close, turn off your PS5 uh, or play a different game if you wanted to. Uh, only rules though for this is that you can only suspend one run at a time and you can only suspend when there are no enemies around so this sounds great for me i obviously played returnal and i loved it haven't beaten it yet rob i know you played it weren't as fond of, of it as i was do you think you'll return you think you return to returnal you know what i mean <laughs> uh yeah whenever this i was like i was i'm more inclined to actually finish the game because i'm not trying to sit here for three hours at a time, four hours at a time just to do just to do a run. And then what if I get really far, but then something happens, like I just have to leave my PS5 on forever. Like, I, I don't know. I get it. I get what they were trying to do. Like you gotta do a run and you could beat the game in one shot, but it's like, no, I'm sure there's like speed runners, runners that have beaten it already like an hour or something. But, um, I don't, that doesn't help me enjoy the game. I, like as much as I'd like to say that I like to speed through my games and beat them. 
I don't like to like speed run through my game. Yeah. To beat them. <laughs> you're like you know the, I mean? you're on like a fine line between speed runner and just like you know a normal player. Yeah, right. So like the fact that like I can actually like suspend my work, and that's why I was able to beat Metroid Dread so quickly was because it's on my Switch and I can just like go and please as I want, right? Which would be nice for any any this game is like go and please as I want. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a problem with like Persona for us, right? Is like. Yeah. Persona would have been a fan, is a fantastic game for the Switch because it's a perfect go as you please. But that game's eighty hours long. To spend eighty hours just like sitting in front of your your console, especially as an adult, you just can't do it. At least on the Switch, you can move around and pick it up here and there, and throw five hours here, two hours there. Um, yeah, this is great news for for Returnal fans. Yeah, I'm more inclined to get back into it because I've definitely been wanting to beat that game. But I'll have to see. I'll have to see where I'm at with my game catalog. I think I'm I'm almost done finishing um, Metroid Dread, and then I think I don't have anything else till the till whatever comes out, like Battlefield or whatever Halo. So this would be a good game to kind of just kind of you know kill some time, and if I'm able to save and kind of return back to where I left off, that that's a plus for me. So I'm down for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much got my... I mean, there's always, like, games to play. Like, it doesn't end as far as, like, there's always a game to play. Yeah, it, but, it never ends, dude. It never ends. I'm so backed up, dude. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob, let's get into uh, PGT, PGT Talks. So, our combo piece for this week, Rob. You ready for this? I'm ready. What was the best handheld of all time? What was your favorite handheld system or console? Um, so with the switch, with the Switch OLED just coming out and the Steam Deck due next year, let's take some time to reflect on what was truly the best handheld of all time. So, Rob, the floor is yours. In your opinion, what was the best handheld of all time? That's such a it's such a loaded question because. I want to say it's the Switch. Right. I want to say it's the Switch. But here's the problem with the Switch as it being the true best handheld. Yes, it is a handheld by all means, but it's also a home console, right? This thing, you're not taking it on the go everywhere you go. It doesn't fit in your pocket. It's... You know what I mean? Like, it's mm. not truly, in a sense, like, a handheld console. The light more so is. Sure. Right? Because yeah. that's designed. But it doesn't fit in your pocket. It's still and pretty big, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, for me, it's going to be a toss-up between probably these two. I want to say it's the Game Boy SP. Mm. advanced sp and the vita okay um i'll we'll, we'll, we'll debate as to which ones are which one is the, the better of the two but i want to hear yours because what, what was your favorite because i need to know um or you think it was the best ah tough it is tough bro so i'm honestly stuck between the switch which, let's be honest, is a fantastic piece of hardware, right? Um, it's not as portable as I would want it to be, right? Like you said. Um, but it has, like, the graphical, like, fidelity. It has, like, 
the handheld games that you want to play on the go. Like that's what really drives me for it. Um, okay. Or the PlayStation Vita, like you said. Now stick with me though. Um, the problem with the PlayStation Vita was that I think it was like ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. It it had a great portability like feature option, right? Like it was like decently sized, so you can kind of fit it in your pocket. Still pretty big, but enough to fit in your pocket. Um, and the problem with the Vita was one, I think the the OS was an issue. The the software that they were using was weird. Yeah, like little bubbles. Right? Yeah, like Not a bu- fan yeah, of that. Weird. Not a fan of yeah. that. And um, the games were a major letdown, which is probably why it caused the Vita to fail. Um, I think what they didn't do was kind of i feel like sony went like 80 percent, and they didn't go the full like the extra 20 percent to like really push the vita to where it needed to be right they made these great games but they never really made triple a games that would take advantage of the vita and that was a problem and if they did take advantage of vita it was like these like like uh they used like the gyroscope things and they things that yeah no one cared about right so that was the issue with the Vita. And then on top of that, I think the remote play issue that never really took off was was a problem. Like they, they were really honing in on like, oh, you can play on your Switch or on your Vita and then on your PS4. But that never really talked well amongst each other. So it just never lived up to the hype, basically. Um, you got to so- remember, too, on the Vita, uh, honestly, the Vita is not the, the best handheld of all time. It's it's probably the big, the biggest tragedy of like being of a handheld right like it had had everything working for it like you had all the stuff in place but it just didn't pan out i remember that you couldn't use like a regular micro sd card for it you had to like use their special playstation one for you to save your games and store your games on there and it's Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. and it was expensive and it's like i come on man like whereas switch you could just grab any sd card and pop it in you're good to go yeah um, so I might have to say, honestly, I, I, like, so, those, so I, I brought those up because they're great, they're great handheld console or handheld systems in their respective way. But I honestly think that the Game Boy, um, SP was the best only because the portability of it tiny, right? It, you just kind of flipped it like a little, a little book and put it in your pocket. Yep. But it revolutionized handhelds, right? First time we got a backlit yes, screen. Exactly. Which was like the biggest problem with handhelds back in the day because exactly. like you'd be like playing your Game Boy Color or whatever and you couldn't play it in bed. You couldn't play it at night because Well you could. But you had to have that light attachment, which was a pain I in the fucking I, ass, dude. That was a pain. I, oh, so another thing too about it is that it was one of the first consoles to have a rechargeable battery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prior consoles needed a double A battery to function, and then if you wanted to use your little light, you're using even more power. So your your, your eight hour time of playing is now four hours cut in half. So yeah, yeah, it definitely revolutionized handheld gaming because of like you, everything you just said, and I think it it was one of those things where you just don't see like you don't know how well that worked until you actually like look back at it you're like holy shit like this changed everything like remember playing like 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 we were talking about remember playing at night we we had like the back like the the uh, uh, the added light 
attachment and it was just glaring on your screen so you really can't see what you're looking at so you try to like move it and then it, you disconnect like it was a pain in the ass and this kind of helped push where we're at today with the switch and what we had the vita like all that stuff like i i say the sp was the best handheld console Dude, Hand- I, I keep saying console I handheld like, system yeah i was in the i was in eighth grade or something like that and the teacher was teaching whatever up front and we had the desk, right? You had a desk, but that you had like you could stuff stuff in your desk. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Books I remember. And stuff underneath, right? Remember that? And I remember this kid would have his would be playing his SP, but he would have it in like laptop mode, where like it would be like he could just play it like that, like he wasn't like holding it like this. He'd be like, boop, boop, boop. Oh, I'm, I'm listening still, and it was just so. F- I remember he's playing Golden Sun. It's that, hilarious. That, that kid went places for sure. He is somewhere. He he's he's a rich man at this point. Yeah, awesome. and then just like the game catalog with with the Game Boy Advance, right? You have, um, there was a Dragon Ball Z game. It was like Goku something. Yes, like, I had it. That was, was the name. I, of it? I got oh. it for I got it for Christmas, and I and that game came out I think the same time as the SP. So I got both of those things for Christmas. So what I, was the name of that game? Uh, Dragon Ball Z, boo, 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 Goku. It wasn't Budokai. It wasn't Budokai. Um, but we had Metroid Fusion, we had Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, we had Pokemon Ruby Sapphire, we had Golden Sun Advance. Like, there's you can go on forever with the Game Boy Advance games, um, and it, I think it truly is a pinnacle of handheld systems. Yeah, for sure. You find, you find it? I can't fucking find it, bro. Uh, was it Goku's Legacy? Yes, that was it. Goku's Legacy. Legacy Goku. Legacy Goku. Goku, legacy, Le- legacy of Goku, yes, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah. And then they had a Legacy of Goku 2, which was still dope as fuck too. That was that was fire. That was good. Yeah. That was good times, man. That was good times. So I'm saying. Um so you you're gonna say the SP over the Switch? That that that's the thing. Like, yes, I think so. Because if you're saying what is the best handheld system, I would probably say uh, the yeah, maybe that. I yeah, I'm 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 so like torn between that. It's it's tough. I think I I'm I'm gonna stick with it. It's the SP though for sure. Also, the SP. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I might be wrong on this, but I'm like 99% positive it was backwards compatible with Game Boy games. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. You're 100 so, right. The Switch is not backwards compatible. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> we have you a winner. I mean? We have a winner. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that they the Switch OLED or the Switch in general is a fantastic system, and I think that it definitely checks off all the right things. But we can't forget a, a system like the uh, SP because of what it did, the backwards compatibility, like you just mentioned. It, it just had so much going for it, and again, it revolutionized what we are doing today. So you can't you can't push that back you know um let's let's kind of talk about the switch and do you think it's more of a jack of all trades or do you think it has an identity crisis crisis the game boy no the switch the switch so the game boy advance you know game boy advance it is there there was game boy advance game that's it like you know what kind of game it was i feel like the switch i'll give you i'll give an example Metroid Dread, right? Metroid De- Dread is a is the successor to Metroid Fusion, mm-hmm. right? But the game only lasts eight to nine hours. Right. That to me is more of like in handheld territory for for a, for a hand you know for a game. Sure. Right. Um, 
which when I'm playing it, I'm like this. When I would play in handheld, I'll be like, this game is perfect for the Switch. It's 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 supposed to be. This is how you play it. But then when I switched it over to my TV and played on the big screen, I'd be like, this feels weird and not right. It feels like this is this is not the game meant for like a big screen TV because I just feel like it's a mobile, not a mobile game, but a, but a handheld game. Um, do you feel that same way about Dread, or do you think it's a true like AAA full console game? I, I don't know. I didn't feel that way when I was playing it on, on my TV. I think it's a full-fledged um, hybrid, okay. right? I think it's a hybrid between whatever you want it to be. Um, I think they definitely, pro- I mean, not definitely, but they, they, they most likely catered to a handheld um, audience, right? Because obviously it's coming out from, it's coming out with the OLED model. So the OLED model kind of caters more to the handheld audience for a Switch. Um, so I can't imagine them not, kind of catering to that aspect to it but again it looked for me it looks fine on tv on the tv it looks like it works pretty well and it plays well like i had no issues um as far as the switch having like an identity crisis i i agree with that because i remember back when the uh, switch first came out it was weird because even nintendo was kind of like wishy-washy of like what this was they would sometimes call it a handheld console. They would sometimes call it like a, a traditional console. Like they didn't really know what this was. It wasn't until it started taking off that they kind of stuck with it being a console. When which was weird. Like they they officially said like, oh, this is a console. This is not like a handheld uh, system. But most people, in my opinion, I think they use it as a handheld device, right? Do you think that? nintendo moving forward they're kind of stuck now with the the format of the switch and how it's like this hybrid console like i'm saying i'm talking like 10 15 years from now when they're releasing the new generation of nintendo consoles what does that look like will it always now be like a kind of a switch thing where it's like this dual thing or do you think they'll eventually go back to strictly a home console like 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 the GameCube and Nintendo sixty four and the Wii, you know, like it, will, will they ever go back to that? Or you think that's that's done? They're they're sticking Switch for like that. It's going to be a hybrid. The Nintendo consoles will always be hybrid consoles. That's a great question. I honestly have thought about this in the past. I'm like, there's no way Nintendo can go back to a traditional console with what they've done. This is another revolutionary step that Nintendo just so happens to take a lot of times um, with the SP that we just talked about. And now with the switch, having the ability to go from handheld portable mode to TV and just kind of sitting down on your couch, that is a thing that you can't really switch out, <laughs> switch out, switch out anymore and make a different, entirely different console that is just dedicated to the uh, couch experience right like you unless you find another way to revolutionize the switch for them to do that would i'm sure they can do it but it would just take way more resources and time i feel like what they have right now is golden everyone loves it you 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 love the 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 dynamic of going from handheld to uh you know actual console mode like that is perfect and i don't think they should kind of change that until it starts getting stale or whatever you start seeing um, other people kind of like 
changing or revolutionize revolutionizing things that you might want to start thinking the same way you know yeah it's they're kind of a weird place too with the handheld market because their ha- only handheld right now is a switch light yeah realistically like that's that's their true handheld but it's it plays the same games as the console itself so it's definitely like a really weird spot um I can see them in a couple of years having like the a home one, but then you can also play the same games on your smaller console. Like it, they they can talk to each other, and you can like just like I need to go and I'm I'm playing Super Smash Brothers, but I have to go somewhere. I have to go take a drive somewhere or something, and then my smaller Nintendo, whatever the handheld console time, I can automatically just like wirelessly i don't even have to touch my 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 home console my the switch per se sure sure and then have it do you know what i'm trying to say yeah i, I get it i don't know if i explain it but that'd be like the only way uh, unless they're just gonna rock with the nintendo is synonymous with switch and that's it like there that's the thing is that a bad thing no i just it's just different it's just, <laughs> you know like it's just never i never really thought of it it's just like it was always handheld and a console, home console, and then they're just like, we're just going to combine the two together. That's Gen- it. I think that's genius, you know. Um, after Since you, you started talking about this, I just kind of thought about something. What if they did a – remember the, the rumors with the 4K um, model of the Switch? Switch. What mm-hmm. if they made the 4K model, but it was strictly just a console, not portable? How pissed will people be? Or do you think that would be a thing that they would do? Right now, I can't. It's not feasible for me, um, just because fitting, putting in that 4K monitor into that small of a frame and making that kind of work, I feel like it's very, it's very far from now to have that. Again, they, we just got the OLED. I don't see them being like, okay, next year we have a 4K model instead. Maybe I don't know. Well, Only I'm saying know. I'm I'm not saying the screen is 4K. I'm saying it can only output 4K when it's docked into the like it, it's not a, a handheld. It is now they make a new model that's specifically a 4K sit down like on your TV console. Do you think that would ever be the case? I don't know. I don't think so. I because the way they develop their games now, they don't develop games specifically for one console or the other. It's just a, it's just one game for switch sure 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 i think that's what they try to get away they i don't think they wanted to do like we're going to do a handheld game we're going to do a full console game we wanted to just stream on it so it's it fits both hence why we have dread dread is like you know console and handheld game sure um yeah i don't i don't really see them doing that yeah yeah i don't think so either i just that just kind of came up as we were talking about it but interesting interesting to see what they would do or what they would um kind of stick with in the near future because they they kind of like you said put themselves in a predicament not necessarily a bad predicament right but in a weird situation where now they have this hybrid and do they continue doing this moving forward in the x amount of years five ten years down the line or do they kind of switch it up and then have something entirely different than what they have now because what what's what they have now works perfectly fine and this is kind of like a uh, eureka moment for them um it'd be interesting to see what they would do in the future for sure right and then you again you have sony and and, and playstation i mean uh, playstation and xbox they 
could maybe in a couple years play copycat and be like, we're going to make our handheld thing too, you know? So, um, yeah, again, Game Boy SP, um, I think takes the cake as the best console, man. Um, a handheld console. I want to give an honorable mention though to the PSP. Okay. I think the games on PSP were fantastic. I never had one. Um, so I, I really missed out on that one, but I, I've played it, you know, with friends and whoever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I I saw. I mean, I've had it in a few, you know, a few times, a few instances, and it was great from what I had. And yeah, I agree. The the games on there were, they seem fantastic. They seem like that's what they were trying to do with the Vita, but ultimately failed. But they didn't have. They had the games on the PSP, but they didn't have the games on the Vita. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Sony got to learn. One day. One day they'll learn. <laughs> Standing ovation to the Wii U as well. I'm just kidding. No, anyways, <laughs> Wii U was was bad, but it led us to the Switch. So can't can't be mad. That's at that. such a weird. If you think about it, it was such a weird console. Dude, like, remember when I used to live at mom's house and down in the basement? Um, so the Wii U, I would take that fucking brick of a portable thing that came with it, and I would just go from like where my room was to the little living room that I had downstairs in the basement, and it would not connect. It would not like connect at all. The, because the range was just like the range was way big. too far, and it was just like giving me like connection issues. Like imagine that. Like now, look at where we're at. Like that's the that's the crazy part. Like that's what came. Like the Wii U made what we have now, which is the Switch. The Wii U was a sacrificial lamb, so we can have the Switch. Is basically what it was. Yeah. So I stand. I stand my case. Uh, standing ovation to the Wii U. Thank you, Wii U, for dying. So for or failing, so we can have a Switch. Facts. Well, Rob, um, I think this concludes PTG Talks. I think we, we kind of made our decision here. It's definitely the uh, advanced uh, Game Boy Advance SP. Yeah, um, not the normal Game Boy Advance. No, no, no. It was cool, <laughs> but no, not not as cool as the SP for sure. No. Um, yeah. Guys, thank you guys for listening. Uh, appreciate you guys. Um, please follow us on social media. And if you're following us on YouTube or if you're following us on any podcast services, take a risk and maybe switch it up. Follow us on youtube and if you're listening to us on the podcast just uh vice versa you know follow us on on all the other services so we would really appreciate it um any final thoughts rob no i'm i'm good um oh i do have to tell you something tell me remember how you said last week i was like i'm gonna be metroid during the week fuck like, off you know, i knew you were gonna yeah. mention that yeah. shit fuck off yeah you yeah, beat it. i was yeah, like yeah. oh i'm gonna i'm gonna clip that and be like oh yeah remember that time yeah I was actually kind of stressing on the last boss because I'm like, I'm not gonna be in time before the podcast. I'm not gonna beat it. I'm not gonna be a bitch. I'm not gonna beat it. And that gave you the that gave you the drive to finish the game. That's what it was. Yep, that's what it was. I'm sure mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Well, all right. So now that we're on that topic, real quick, what did you think of the the game? I I, I loved it. Clearly, you fucking beat it in less than a week. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't know that I was actually gonna like it as much as I did. Again, I hate being chased in games. Um. But I thought the whole game you're going to be chased, mm-hmm. and thankfully there were only certain parts where you're chasing the game, which I'm like, okay. And the and the chase and, scenes aren't that bad, let's be honest. No, and again, it is predict. The game is predictable. It it follows almost like a Zelda formula. Mm. Like you go and get your upgrades. You got the upgrade. You now you can unlock this part of the room, and you go forward, progress that stuff. So it's very, very like. Nintendo, like you could tell, like where it gets its influences from. Sure, sure. Um, but I, I had a great time playing it, and um, I kind of want to play the other ones because I'm like, 
but I can't play the other ones because I don't have the consoles to freaking play the other ones because Nintendo sucks. Yeah, well, you could get like a. Um, can you? Did, did they? When? Where did the uh, Fusion come out? Was it it's Game Boy Advance? Game Boy Advance. Oh, fuck that. No, that's too much. That, that's too far back. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go buy a Game Boy SP, and then mm. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play it on emulator. Fuck it. Fuck it. Just get arrested. <laughs> fuck you. Just get for free. <laughs> you see, like the fucking SWAT team come out of nowhere. Like, Hands on the ground now. <laughs> Whatever. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for listening, and until next time. That's it.